0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Pop Culture University where we talk about what is going on in pop culture and see what we can learn from it. I'm your host, Patty Eminger. You may know me as Petty Pop Culture from TikTok. If it is your first time here, thank you so much for coming. Take a seat in the classroom wherever you would like. If it is not your first time here, thank you so much for coming back. I love you. I stan you. I'm in your fandom. Happy Tuesday, everyone. I wish it was Friday. Why can't every day be Friday? They can turn the clocks back an hour, but they can't make every day Friday. kind of sus it seems like why can they do one but not the other but alas i looked out the window today when i was at the gym and it was like dark out and i was just thinking damn today went by so quick i look at my phone it's only 4 p.m bitch my day has just motherfucking begun my sleep schedule lately has been fucked up anyway and it's not because of me it's because of my goddamn dog i have a pitbull dog and I love her more than anything of life. I worship her. She's my child. But she has the worst anxious attachment in the whole world. She's the craziest, most wiggly, attention-eating people of life. And every day when my sister, who is her owner, leaves her room to go to work at 6 in the morning, she doesn't just scratch on my door to get into my room. She berates her whole body weight up against my door. She takes a running start and throws herself into my door almost to break the hinges off to get in there because she's that worried about being alone. So she wakes me up about every single day at 6 a.m. So I haven't really got a full eight hour through night sleep in a long ass time. But you know what? She's so fucking cute. So I forgive her. Anyway, we're going to do some good news today. There's at least going to be one segment about good news because I told you guys after last weeks and the week before that and the week before that being so traumatizing and about all the bad things that are going on that's just what be in the news though you know the news outlets love to grab our attention with these negative shits going on we're gonna have some good news we're gonna talk about Ashton Kutcher Cher Emily Ratajkowski many good things going on with those people and then we're gonna talk about of course some regular schmegler hollywood unfortunate occurrences as we always do one of those being that drake hates women on his new album and just in general we're going to talk about how much drake hates women we're going to talk about selena gomez needing new friends and she needs to be a better friend we're going to talk about the unfortunate passing of Aaron Carter and the crazy news about one of TikTok's biggest stars, Bella Porch, and something really unfortunate going on in her life. But before we get into this insane episode, make sure you rate this podcast five-star on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, leave a cute little review, maybe screenshot it, post it to your Instagram story, and tag me. That is how I will see you. That is how we can DM. If you just DM me, it will go to my, like request page that I have to hit like multiple buttons to go through and like search through so I may not see you but if you tag me on your story I will always see you and I'll hit you up so do that I appreciate it helps the podcast get bigger and we don't have a big company pushing us out on billboards or whatever commercials so this just helps so much and without further ado class take your seats because pop culture university (laughs) is in session she's a million dollar baby Alas, I did say this episode would be positive, but you know these streets. It's rough out there. There is always something negative to talk about. And unfortunately, there was another death in Hollywood that came way too soon in a young star's life. And of course, I'm talking about Aaron Carter. So if you don't know who Aaron Carter is, he was only 34. And he was famous for his brother being in the Backstreet Boys. Super famous band, 90s, early 2000s. I actually went to a Backstreet Boys like, reunion concert with my mom and my aunts, which, looking back now, that's hilarious that they dragged me and my cousins to go with them to, like, relive their youth in that way, but they were such fangirls. It was so cute. I didn't really know them at all, but I had a great time. I want it that way. Oh my god, I should have been in that group. Damn. Anyway, his brother was Nick Carter, and he... Aaron Carter kind of was that little brother growing up in the shadows a little bit, kind of like Frankie Jonas. But Aaron really made a name for himself. He kind of, you know, used the nepotism, the clout to make something of himself as well. He was kind of like a guest star on shows all the time. He was a big socialite in the 2000s, dating Lindsay Lohan and Hilary Duff. And he had a few big songs of his own, including I Want Candy, which I'm sure you've heard before. People seem really stunned by his death it was major news and i didn't expect that for some reason because first he's really quiet he has kind of reclused himself in a lot of the recent years and i don't really know him at all before today i truly did not know who he was sorry aaron carter did not know who you were but everyone else seems to so i thought we would just talk about it um anyway he died friday and we're told that he, okay, he died in a really interesting way. And I mean that because it's a way that you just don't hear about people dying all the time. And there's still some fuzziness about what truly happened that night. So we're told that the housekeeper didn't see Aaron all day Friday. And then Saturday morning, she went to his bedroom door to see if he wanted coffee. She heard his dog inside the room going crazy. So she opened the door and found Aaron's body in the tub. So law enforcement thinks that Aaron's body was in the tub for a long time as the smell of decomposition and the water turned an unnatural color. Ooh, that is not a pretty visual to put in your head. I'm so sorry that I just said that out loud. And people did see him alive on Friday. So I'm assuming maybe it was like 48, no, not not even 48 hours, probably like 36 hours at the most. But they're not sure what exactly happened. There was a police phone call where you can hear some chaos going on when that's when the housekeeper called the police they don't really know if he drowned yet or if it was a self-inflicted thing they're not sure there was no suicide note found and there was no signs of foul play but there's so much fuzziness about why someone could just drown in a bathtub you think that would happen on purpose right you don't just fall asleep and then drown in the bathtub This is why it's really confusing, because he had an addiction to huffing compressed air. Yes, huffing compressed air, like getting an aerosol can and just doing the thing where you get it to turn on and, like, shoot air out, but you put it up to your nose and you huff it, and it gives you this high. According to AmericanAddictionCenters.org, inhalants are everyday household products that are abused to produce mind-altering effects. Huffing canned air can be an immediate rush of euphoria as well as possible hallucinations and delusions. The effect of huffing may also be paralyzing, interfering with a person's ability to move or normally function. Or they could just not be able to move at all. Abusing inhalants can lead to sudden sniffing death. Oh my God! By causing fatal heart failure. Even the first time you try it, you could have fatal heart failure or they could just make you pass out. Um, the mental health service administration says that more than 21 million Americans have abused inhalants. Wow. No, you guys, inhalants are so real. You wouldn't think people just be buying aerosol cans or just random products. Like, you know, anything you can get at like auto stores, I'm sure you could get some nitrous oxide out of there. Did you guys know that whipped cream, you could use a can of whipped cream to get really high. That's why in some States now you have to be over 18 or 21 is it to buy whipped cream. You have to show them an ID before you buy it. I know that because in the gay community, there's a thing called poppers and poppers are like this liquid material in a bottle that are kind of like an inhalant that you put up to your nose and you smell and it gives you this huge head rush and could make you like dizzy or make you pass out. So people say, like, don't abuse them, don't do anything. There's this shop where I live where you can go in and you can buy them, but you can't say, can I have poppers? You have to say, like, a code word. You have to be like, can I have a VHS cleaner? Because apparently they're not supposed to be selling them. But those are the non-deadly version of inhalants. Um, Whippets. I don't know if you guys ever heard of those. That's, like, a deadly inhalant. People can literally die from that. I know people who have been addicted to whippets and... You shouldn't be doing any of those, but you can find a better alternative is what I'm saying. It's actually very common in the gay community. I have a friend who, when she was in like third grade, she was, no, seventh grade because she was 12. I remember this. So picture like a 12-year-old. She would sniff white out in class all the time. And I guess you could consider that some kind of like huffing material that could get you a little bit high or some kind of buzz going on so after noticing how much she would sniff whiteout she was sent to the principal's office but not like to yell at her by the principal or her teachers they just wanted to like stage some kind of intervention for her to make sure she wasn't addicted to whiteout and wasn't like bringing it home and doing the same thing honestly a good thing to do because you never know if i was 12 and i sniffed whiteout for long enough maybe i would want to bring that home and get a little white on my nose from something that isn't cocaine you know what i'm saying so good thing that they interfered she does not have an addiction to whiteout by the way that was snipped in the butt when she was 12 anyway continuing on a serious note there were multiple cans of compressed air in aaron's bathroom and bedroom as well as prescription pills it's not clear if that's what's caused him to drown but obviously it's a big clue into what may have happened so yeah if he was doing inhalants and we know it can cause sudden death or make you pass out And it doesn't just make you pass out to the point where you can wake up a second later. It fucks with your brain and the chemistry up there and like you cannot wake up. So that could very well be what happened. We really don't know. He had a drinking problem as well. And even last week, just on Tuesday, he was pulled over for the suspicion of a DUI. But officers, after doing a field sobriety test, came to the conclusion that he was not under the influence. So good for him. But he did have an alcohol problem. I don't really look at things like this and think, oh, it's his fault. He did this to himself. He's an addict. My first thought is always, oh, my God, that poor man was probably fighting so much shit. And he had an addiction problem, which is a serious disease. And my heart just goes out to him. It was the disease that killed him. It was maybe trauma that killed him that he was trying to suppress in certain ways. Because Aaron Carter was notoriously known for being depressed and kind of struggling with mental health in phases publicly throughout his life he had a lot of trauma you know Aaron lost multiple family members immediate family members to various causes and then his substance abuse worsened in the aftermath so Aaron lost his older sister Leslie when she was just 25 to an overdose in 2012 and then his dad died at 65 of a heart attack in 2017 so as you can see as you go on, more and more trauma is collected, and a quote says he was really torn up when Leslie died, but it was his dad's death that really threw him. He had no one he could trust and no one who trusted him. He was spiraling out of control, and he knew it. It was sad to watch. It's actually painful to see him make the choices that he made, and that was a source from Insider. It's really, really sad, really tragic. This is such a heart-wrenching thing to know that another human went through, and that his coping mechanisms towards his trauma were to use substances which a lot of people go through it's a real struggle a real problem and the fact that not only did he die because of it but he was like suffering on and off for so many years makes me so sad i don't even know him and i feel all this emotion towards him and yeah poor aaron carter rest in peace rest in power sir so his brother posted a really nice tribute for him the backstreet boy Nick, he said, my heart is broken, even though my brother and I had a complicated relationship. My love for him has never, ever faded. I've always held on to the hope that he would somehow, someday, walk into a healthy path and eventually find the help that he so desperately needed. Sometimes we want to blame someone or something for a loss, but the truth is that addiction and mental illness is the real villain here. Absolutely, I agree. I will miss my brother more than anyone will ever know. I love you, Chiz. Now you can finally have the peace. You could never find here on earth. God, please take care of my baby brother. Oh my God. That's so sad. Mm, I'm going to cry. Apparently he had a twin sister too. Oh my God. Imagine losing your twin. I would die. That's, I really couldn't continue. Someone who you grew up with side by side and you share that much of your life with them. That would be some kind of mourning and loss. I could never get over. Time would never heal that wound. I would just have to wait until I died. That's so sad. To my twin, I love you beyond measure. You will be missed dearly. My funny, sweet Erin. I have so many memories of you and I, and I promise to cherish them. I know you're at peace now. I will carry you with me until the day I die and get to see you again. Mm. I actually was a twin, but my twin died in the womb. So clearly I did not know my twin that well. But given, like, if I did have my twin born and I lost them, that I think that would be the hardest loss of all time, even more than, like, your husband or something damn so his ex-girlfriends hillary and lindsay also had really touching tributes for him hillary duff said for aaron i'm deeply sorry that life was so hard for you and you had to struggle in front of the whole world you had a charm that was absolutely effervescent boy did my teenage self love you deeply sending love to your family at this time rest easy and lindsay lohan said my heart goes out to his family and may he rest in peace god bless him and yeah just a lot of love there mm damn so tragic such a cruel way for life to treat someone and yeah anyway what can we learn from this situation i think we can learn the importance of confronting your trauma and trying your best not to let your trauma become who you are and control your life and dictate you as if you're a puppet that the trauma is puppeteering on strings it's probably the hardest thing ever to confront it but it's the most important thing It's kind of something that we all want to push away and pretend isn't affecting us so much or remind ourselves of the memories of what our trauma comes from, but it's so important. Turning the unspeakable into language is really necessary to make sense of your trauma. Talking to friends, talking to family, talking to a therapist, journaling, it's a great place to start and continue your processing. Support doesn't have to come from family or friends or a hotline or a mental health professional. If you feel like you have no one you can trust and you know, unfortunately, Aaron's loved ones died. You can literally turn to anyone. I'm sure someone in your close vicinity would love to talk to you and just love to help another human. You could call hotlines. Um, talking to a therapist about how trauma has changed your life can really illuminate your view of your trauma and force you to question it in a way, if that makes sense. And for example, like trauma I had growing up was like being a plus size kid and getting bullied for being fat and made made to be feel like less of a human. Anyone who grew up a plus size kid and then lost weight knows how much that traumatizes you and how much you have this distrust for the world almost because you know how quickly people can turn on you just because the way you look. Once you lose weight, people treat you so much better. So I definitely had a lot of like that trauma growing up and just of an example. Like I'm not trying to compare it to Aaron's and say it's as bad because it's not even close, but just an example of like how to question the power your trauma has over you once I took control of my weight and did what I had to do to heal that wound like I'm in the gym all the time now I take such priority of my health and I count my macros I as I told you I have my like Twitter where I post my my workout and so my fitspo if you will and maybe an only fans it's just all of that even though it seems so silly and not important it really is a part of the process of taking back the power of the trauma of my childhood, I guess. And now that I have done all that and I feel so good and I have the abs and the likes online and whatever, I can look back and think, wow, I feel the exact same as I did when I was fat. I think of myself the exact same. I don't think of myself as more of a human, as better. Getting fit wasn't this magical wand that fixed everything. So I can now look back at my trauma and think, oh, it wasn't me who was the problem ever. It wasn't being fat who was the problem. It was society's problem. It was the people around me's problem that caused me to think that. And it lets you heal the wounds of not liking yourself, not liking the way you look, and retraining your brain just how you think about it in total. So what I'm saying is I'm encouraging you guys to sort out your trauma and confront it and see how you can heal it. And even if it's a baby step, like talking to someone that can help you get over it and get to a sense of well not get over it but get to a sense of peace with it faster and you can't just let it dictate and control your life and not do anything it really could be the hardest thing ever but the empowerment and the strength and resilience you'll feel after is worth every second and it will totally free you and change your life so maybe take a small step and look inside yourself and see what is affecting you Okay, majorly switching gears, we need to talk about a man who I haven't talked about on this podcast for a minute, and honestly, for good reason. On Drake's new album, he made it clear that he is not this smooth lover boy who wins over women like we think he is. He actually likes sucking his homeboy's dicks even more. Just the album title, Her Loss, in all caps, and it's this conventionally ugly girl with like braces and tape on her nose and just a busted looking girl trying to degrade women on his album cover her loss is something you say to your scrubby homeboy who gets rejected by a girl who clearly wants nothing to do with him because he's creepy and is way out of his league and you're just two delusional friends trying to convince yourself that that girl is just a bitch and that's why she didn't want you it's I struggle being a fan of Drake one because i personally have a lot of ptsd when it comes to drake specifically when it comes to his lyrics of his god awful hit song i don't even remember the title my brain is suppressing it so much but the one that's like she said do you love me i tell her oh my i can't even finish it you 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 know the words only love my bed and my mama i'm sorry the image of my high school days and the amount of annoying high school parties i went to where there was a white girl in Daisy Dukes, a black tank top, the same converse that every other girl on the earth had at that time, thinking she was the most fierce bitch, but all she was was basic. A jewel in one hand, a mango strawberry kiwi flavored pod, and a a bottle of Ice Mountain emptied out and refilled with tequila. And her just screaming those lyrics, the only word she knew of any Drake song. I was surrounded by girls like that in high school, and it traumatizes me. I really blame them for my dislike of Drake. Truly sends shivers up my spine. But anyway, on Drake's new album, he comes for a lot of famous women in a really disgusting, low-hanging, below-the-belt kind of way. Starting with one of the baddest of them all, because we're going to go through them all. Megan the Stallion. And he came for her for something that is so disrespectful, it actually blows my mind. He broke the fucking incel meter with this one, broke the scale. On his song Circle Loco, he raps This bitch lie about getting shots, but she's still a stallion. Shorty said she graduated. She ain't learned enough. Play your album track one. Okay, I've heard enough. As we know, this was like the deepest diss you can really give to Megan because not only is he saying that she's lying about getting shot by Tory Lanez, which, why is he not, he's publicly not believing a woman and putting it on blast as if he's proud of it. He's like antagonizing and bullying her as if he has a crush on her in fifth grade. It's so embarrassing. And then he says she, she graduated, she ain't learned enough. He's almost like denouncing her Graduation of college and taking that away from her, saying, st- calling her dumb or something? Play your album track one, okay, I've heard enough. He's saying she's bad at rapping, the fuck? She's doing shit this year that no other female rapper has ever done, ever. So I don't know why he feels the need to discredit her on all of these things. As you know, Megan Thee Stallion, she did get shot in her foot by Tory Lanez in 2020. Tory Lanez is another rapper and Tory Lanez has been lying all over the internet spreading salacious rumors that are completely falsified in real ways he's paying verified blogs to post fake shit like doctors found out that there was no bullet fragments in Megan The Stallion's foot she actually just stepped on glass she's lying or lawyers can confirm that DNA wasn't found on the gun that belonged to Tory Lanez it's all complete lies and he's even got a lot of rappers like Grossed Baby and Gross Chris Brown and whoever else gross to side with him and unfollow megan even rihanna unfollowed megan the stallion at one point because all these little embarrassing rapper boys are taking his side and the fact that drake the biggest male rapper in the game is going to put this on his album is just fucking mind-blowing and disrespectful as hell so megan the stallion being the bad bitch that she is rightfully reacted to this going down and this is what she said Stop using my shooting for clout, bitch ass. N-words. Since when the fuck is it cool to joke about a woman getting shot? You men, especially rap men, are lame. Ready to boycott about shoes and clothes but dogpile on a black woman when she says one of y'all homeboys abused her? And when the motherfucking facts come out, remember all y'all's favorite ho-ass rappers stood behind a man that shot a female. People attack me and y'all go up for it. I defend myself now. I'm doing too much. Every time it never ends. And this did not happen until I came out and said I got shot. Y'all don't fuck with me. Okay, cool. Fuck it. Bye. So Drake is now turning even more people against Megan, causing more hate towards this woman just because he wants to lie on her. And it's facts. It is factual evidence. In medical records, court documents, there are bullet fragments in Megan The Stallion's foot. Still, So many that she can't even remove them. So she was shot and she didn't shoot her own damn foot. And I'm so happy for that court case to come out just so all of these men can shut the fuck up. And it's going to be great when all these fans of Drake look stupid for still supporting him. A lot of tweets came out supporting Megan, though. Someone said, Drake is clearly jealous of Megan The Stallion. She's hot tall naturally built in an, in an athletic built way she's a wordsmith she also has the love of women she's literally everything that drake can have he's pressed and it's pathetic he can't be the hottie that had 50,000 likes. Someone else said, Crazy because Drake literally dropped out of college and dares to speak on a woman who completed college while building her career after losing her mom. Megan is one woman I will defend to the earth to the end of the earth because what has she done to deserve this mistreatment? Fuck Drake. Exactly. What has she done? She's done nothing. I feel like Drake is someone who he's won over all the love of Men, the camaraderie with the bros, the male fans that adore him from the ages of like eight years old to sixty. He has all the men at his side, but he just seems like someone who gets so affected by women. Like when Nicki Minaj said, she doesn't know if her pussy wet or if he's crying and shit on you know on down there. It's true. He gets so emotionally worked up by these women because for some reason he just needs the validation of them and he's someone who just cannot handle rejection. And it's been theorized that Drake wanted Megan, he was going after her, she turned him down, and there's a pattern of Drake coming out to dis women after they supposedly rejected him. Someone literally tweeted, "Megan really denied Drake some pussy, huh?" Someone else tweeted, "Drake posted hentai on his public story then called Megan the stallion a bitch. I think he's officially an incel." 200,000 likes. And now Drake is coming out embarrassing himself supporting Tory Lanez. He supported Chris Brown after the whole Rihanna thing. It's really looking bad like he's someone who will blindly ride for the boys. He's a guy's guy. But that's not going to get him far in the public eye. He's not going to win over the love of women. And with his whole album being like certified lover boy and trying to be the sexy image for women. No girl is going to get moist for that or think that's sexy. It's not a good look riding for your boys. I think it's really sexy standing up for women over your boys when it calls for it. Let's move on to the next woman, Ice Spice. I don't know if you know who she is. I kind of just found out about her because Lil Nas X was her for Halloween, but she's popping right now. She made her debut with her song Munch, Feeling You. She has like an orange afro. It's giving carrot top to me. A different hairstyle would be giving a lot more, but you know, maybe she can get a bust down or something. But yeah, she is really popping off right now. She's very up and coming, new to the scene. Her and Drake have history and this is it. So he took an interest in her earlier this year and he flew her out to LA. They spent some time together, maybe went to the studio together, they she said they went to a concert together, and then she went home and he immediately unfollowed her on Instagram and never talked to her again. No one really knew why. She said in a video she didn't really know why, but it's been highly speculated that she turned him down for the hookup that he wanted. He wanted this up-and-coming girl to hook up with him basically before she made it in the scene and you know knowing that he's drake being able to use that power over her especially if she wants to maybe network or whatever blah blah blah. she still turned him down on his song back outside boys he raps she's a 10 trying to rap it's good on mute yeah so basically he's saying that she's just attractive but shouldn't rap seems sexist to me saying that you know maybe she should just model and She shouldn't be in the booth. I don't know. I don't know. It seems a little sexist to me. She responded and said, well, at least I'm a 10. And it got almost 300,000 likes online. The weirdest part about this, though, to me, is that she's 22 and he's like, what, 36? Let me look up his age online right now. I hate when you look up Drake on Instagram and it doesn't come up and you're like, oh, yeah, his fucking username is Champagne Poppy, not Drake. Fuck. Okay, so he just turned 36. That's still weird, though. Mm -hmm beefing with a woman 14 years younger than you it's odd drake it's really fucking odd people were responding online saying isn't it nice that drake and elon are both proof that no amount of money and power can fix you being a loser dork someone else said men be 37 and their ops be 17 someone quoted that and said drake and Ice spice absolutely true it's giving bitter it's giving why are you dissing her she's 22 just trying to make it in the business if you don't have any heart like hard feelings towards her from your visit together why are you doing that so people think something went wrong maybe she rejected him because she didn't want to you know give it up so he said fine bitch and he dissed her on the song let's move on to the next woman her name is georgia smith and i don't know if you know her but drake has been in love with this woman for like five years but she has rejected him about every single time. So Georgia Smith, she's also an artist, songwriter, and she wants to make one thing very clear. She's never hooked up with Drake. I never fucked Wayne and never fucked Drake on my life, man. Fuck's sake. If she did, she'd menage Wynn and then let her eat her ass like a cupcake. That's basically what she said, in just other words. <laughs> so back in 2016, Drake slid into her Instagram DMs and he asked her to be on a song. He said that he heard her stuff on SoundCloud and once in an interview said that one of her tracks was really good and he wanted her vocals on a duet called Get It Together. And she said no. She said she couldn't sing it because it didn't relate to me and she didn't write it and she didn't know what he was really talking about in the song. So he turned her down. I feel like she was just suspicious that he had other intentions. She's a very attractive woman and it's like a meme online that... Georgia Smith turned Drake down and he won't get over it. So much so that she's very into chakras and everything like that. And so they were online and she would post like her pendulums and whatever that people who are all into spirituality and crystals. I don't really know all that mumbo jumbo, but she posted her pendulum. It's like a necklace beaded thing that you might use for some meditation ritual blah 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 and she posted a photo of hers and then after she she rejected him he posted a picture of the same chakra with the caption this is her chakra because he's so petty she fucked him for a favor she did me a favor basically saying that she did him a favor by rejecting him because he didn't want her anyway and then he went on complaining about how his chakras were fucked up because of her so yeah People on Twitter said he crying about Georgia Smith picking someone else over him and saying she used him for a feature. He wrote multiple songs about Georgia on Scorpion and she mentioned how uncomfortable (laughs) that made her feel before and now apparently he's back at it on her loss. People think a lot of the songs on there are about Georgia, dissing her, talking about a woman who rejected him and all of that. So just another woman that he is hating on this album and he's really not over a woman who rejected him five years ago very interesting he just cannot handle rejection he puts hot sauce in his condoms did you guys know that i talked about that in like a really early episode of this podcast but apparently he has a drawer of hot sauce in his bathroom that he after ejaculates in a condom he'll take off the condom and pour hot sauce in it so no one can baby trap him and then one woman tried to Because this has happened to him multiple times. A woman will try to go into his bathroom and pour the you-know-what into her you-know-what to get pregnant and baby trap him. But the hot sauce was already in there. So one woman literally burnt her outside of her you-know-what and had to go to the doctors. And Drake was like, I told you so. But yeah, I don't know. That was a cute little antidote. Next woman who he dared to come for was Serena Williams. What? Yeah. Yeah he dared to come for serena williams and on his album he said sidebar serena your husband's a groupie he claimed we don't got a problem but no boo is it like you coming for sushi that is so weird so basically what he's saying that serena williams husband alexis ohanian i hope i'm saying that right He's saying that he just uses Serena because she's the breadwinner and it's embarrassing for Alexis. And then he's saying that Serena really wants to be with him saying, oh, is it me and you going out for sushi? The whole thing gets weirder when you consider that Drake and Serena reportedly used to date and Drake used to suspiciously go to a bunch of Serena's matches throughout the years and cheer for her very intensely. I just feel like this whole thing is a little bit sexist because he's saying that like a woman can't be a breadwinner and it's embarrassing for the man. And he wants to maybe because he's a little bit richer wants to like be the breadwinner for Serena and his husband isn't good enough. The whole thing is just weird to me. Another woman who kind of rejected him and now he just cannot cope and must diss them in a song. And her husband actually responded. Alexis said the reason I stay winning is because I'm relentless about being the absolute best at whatever I do, including being the best groupie for my wife and daughter as he should. A groupie for a wife and daughter being a stay-at-home husband. I don't know what he does, by the way, but that sounds like an amazing career. That's one of my dream careers, just being a stay-at-home husband. Are you kidding me? Stay-at-home dad. It sounds like so much fun. Anyway, Serena also put some heart emojis responding to Alexis, so she's very aware of her weird, bitter ex, Drake, talking about her. Another woman who Drake famously rejected, very famously, very iconically, was um rihanna none other than rihanna at the 2016 vmas you know he was on stage taking her moment from her when she won the video vanguard award he got to present it to her and in his speech he was like rihanna so amazing talented blah 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 he said that for like five seconds and then the rest of the speech was how in love with her he was and how he's loved her since she was 17 years old blah 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 and then he she rejected him right after she said that him giving that speech at the vmas was actually really embarrassing it was an embarrassing moment for her and she wishes she could have just got the award and went home that's very much rihanna she just wants to get her bag and leave and he kind of humiliated her by doing that and he was probably very offended by that because he's been writing songs about her on certified lover boy and scorpion and people even think now on her loss lyrics that could be about her are i'm still working on me and i'm coming back better for you most times it was my selfishness and your helplessness that i took advantage of very interesting i don't know it's it it seems very obvious that he still wishes she was not with asap and the day she got pregnant was the day he just went over the edge he went full certified insane boy Someone said, Drake's music is for the boys who are bitter or gotta coddle their ego for either fumbling or being rejected by women they think they deserve. From Rihanna, Serena to Megan. And I could not sum that up better. What an amazing tweet. I should go retweet that if I didn't already. A quote retweeted. I, I will do all the works. I'll pay Elon Musk $30 to tweet it even more. I love that. And that's really what's going on here. So what can we learn from Drake being so offended by women rejecting him that he has now some just misogyny. Now he just hates women. We can learn don't take rejection personal or don't hate someone because they rejected you. You shouldn't base your worth in who you get and who you don't get. And people won't just want to get with you because of your status or your money or your fame or whatever. They may pretend to like you and Use you for those things, but they won't actually want you and actually want to make a life with you and be your soulmate. So at the end of the day, people shouldn't care about being rejected. And this is what I learned, especially in the last few months, just coping with rejections of my own. You shouldn't be depressed when someone rejects you because truly people want something so very, very particular in a person that it could be a whole nuances of a million things that could be the reason that someone doesn't want you or distance themselves or ended the relationship or the talking phase or whatever. You could be in your head thinking, "Oh, it's because I'm ugly, it's because I'm not rich enough, blah blah blah." It could be something that you don't even know. You're not even aware of something so randomly specific, and even the reason I've stopped talking to people is because something so randomly specific that they don't fulfill for me. So, it's what I'm saying is don't take it personally because it's not. People have a whole life of trauma and Voids that they need to fill, and specific interest, and just training, growing up that shape who they want. And it's not like everyone just wants this specific kind of like outline, uh, template, like rubric, in someone like rich, successful. This, no, they want something really specific that you don't even know. So I'm just saying, rejection is a normal part of life. Don't be offended by it. Prepare for it because not everyone will want to get with you, and it really just comes down to the connection you could have it all but there could be a lull in your connection the conversations don't flow and you just feel like you guys aren't the one that's probably why you're getting rejected at the end of the day the click is just not perfect and it's not because you're not perfect Did you guys see that Chris Evans was named sexiest man of the year? Oh, sorry. Sexiest man alive from people. I do think Chris Evans is really sexy. And the photo of him on that operating table in Captain America really set me wild. But do I think, do I agree with it? I don't know. Why do I think Lizzo is the one working at people choosing him to be the sexiest man alive? It should really just be Chris Hemsworth every year. If he's still alive, why is he not the sexiest man ever? year? He won in the past. The worst thing they ever did was choose Blake Shelton. That was a fucking joke. That's when that little title, Sexiest Man Alive, lost all credibility for me. I think they should put un in front of sexiest when it comes to Blake Shelton. The most unsexy man alive. Anyway, sorry, I need to resist the urge to hate. Resist the urge to hate, Patty. We're gonna talk about some good news because I told you guys we get some good news up in here. I'm not trying to traumatize everyone fully. Maybe I can make good news, like good and fun news. It's like fun news, a reoccurring thing here. Anyway, let's just get into it. So, first set of the good news, I'm just gonna fire it your way. Like, boop, boop, boop. First set of the good news Rihanna and Ariana, both the Anas, new music coming from both of them, Ariana and Rihanna. Rihanna confirmed it. She said, Super Bowl is one thing. New music is another thing. Do you hear this, fans? The second I announced this, I said, oh my God, they're going to think my album is coming out. But, well, she doesn't have an album coming out. She does have new music coming out. Ah! That's so exciting. Hopefully it's something like Rihanna, Rihanna, not Rihanna for Black Panther or for a movie soundtrack because that was a little more, you know, cinematic, more movie-esque. We, we, it, it was cute. We need something that will make us want to take all of our clothes off in the club that's what we need i need to throw some masks i need to be on seven drugs in the club to rihanna arianna was back in the studio today posting on her instagram story and i miss miss ponytail so goddamn much i'm such an arianator but it's hard when she's like ghosting me right now so whatever other really nice news is that ashton kutcher i think this may be the first time i'm talking about him on here Oh, no, I think I talked about him when he said that he doesn't shower and doesn't bathe his kids. Anyway, Ashton Kutcher, he's 44 years old and he just finished a marathon yesterday because he wants to raise money for his foundation, Thorn, which helps fight child sex abuse. I love that. How fucking iconic, how amazing of him to use his platform and not only to use his platform, he didn't even have to run this mile fuck. He just could have, you know, he's Ashton Kutcher. He could have just done something else, but he did the whole damn thing. He ran 26 miles in the time of three hours and 54 minutes. Why is that not even that long? Three hours and 54 minutes is how much time it takes me to build up the courage to get off the couch and go jog. Do you know what I'm saying? That is astounding to me. There's a bunch of marathons going on this week. Uh, I think the New York marathon, people posting TikToks about it. Why is everyone and their mom and grandma doing a marathon? I cannot do that shit. I do enjoy running sometimes, but I'm telling you by mile two, I'd be in the hospital. By mile two, my back would would just collapse within itself. My spine and lungs would just f- fully break. I have a bad back. I really cannot do marathon. And it's not something I feel the need to do. I don't need the bumper sticker that says 26.2 that fucking bad. I, It just, n- there's nothing to gain from me. There's only a lot of pain to be had, and I would almost feel annoying if I did a marathon and then kept telling people I did a marathon because that's the only reason people do it. Anyway, it's just not my vibe. But he did raise over a million dollars. He raised $1,016,541.02. Slay. I love that for him. He's an icon, and he said, I put that kid on the other side of the finish line. I know she's out there, and I want her to know that somebody's coming for her. Oh, that's so sweet. Oh, my God. He's such a legend for that. Truly. I love him for that. I can't even explain. Someone else I love for something they said this week is Emily Ratajkowski. She told the world that she doesn't really believe straight people exist this week. (laughs) She said, I think sexuality is on a sliding scale, and I don't really believe in straight people. (laughs) finally someone saying what we're all thinking i love just like throwing statements into normal conservative people's faces like that who you know they'll be like i don't believe in trans people i'm a he i'm a him i'm a man i love just throwing opposite but equal statements in their faces like i don't believe in straight people and just seeing them go wild and truly i agree i don't believe in straight people i think all straight people are lying and i always say that I don't trust any straight people. Um, I am dismissing their experience. I am totally denying their reality of being straight. I think they are attracted to, at least a little bit, because sexuality is a sliding scale, the opposite sex or somewhere in between. If they can't deal with that, that's that's like a conversation to be had in like the year 3000 where people can deal with that shit. Emily Ratajkowski is just living in 3000. But if you're straight, like maybe you can change my mind that, It's real. Maybe I'll believe in them. But for the most part, no, I'm not going to believe in straight people. Something else really amazing. Did you guys know? Wait, I'm, I'm sorry. Before we go to the next thing, I went to the zoo this week. I didn't know that reindeer existed. I thought reindeer were a part of the whole Christmas mythology cinematic universe. I thought they were fake. I thought no deer had giant antlers like that. So when I walk in and the first animal I see is a reindeer, I go, what? Are we in the Magic School Bus Zoo? What f- what foreign magical land? Is this the North Pole? I say out loud, I didn't know reindeer exist. And people turned to me like, dumbass. Truly just, I swear I was told. I knew deer exist. Never knew reindeer existed until yesterday. So crazy to me. Still don't think straight people exist. I didn't see any straight people in an enclosure at the zoo. That would have been a sight to behold. Anyway... Other amazing news, Da Baby is flopping. I mean that's a win for the gays. Da Baby flopping is great news to me because he's literally a danger to society. So what's going on with him right now is that he is flopping so hard. His album did worse sales than Bad Baby. I'm not even kidding. And now he's trying to sell out tickets to shows and they're doing so bad with sales that even in a venue of only thirteen hundred people, he can't sell it out. So his tickets are now going on basically buy one get one free um a buy one get one free ticket offer is currently happening for the baby's upcoming show in birmingham alabama that is so sad only for a crowd of 1300 people i mean is he in an isolated like town of like is is there no one nearby to go to this show or do are people just really done with him because that's truly amazing if people are just really done with him and bad things should happen to bad people like him especially people who don't apologize and don't seem sincere and just continue being trash someone tweeted to baby selling his tickets bogo (laughs) has got to be the saddest shit ever for a rapper and it's crazy because nobody else hurt his career more than he did talk about self-sabotage a lack of situational awareness and ego absolutely agree Something else going on is amazing. That's a win is Kanye West said he's not going to talk for 30 days straight. Um, a fucking win. Are you kidding me? He tweeted the other day because Elon Musk, you know, I guess he just has access to Twitter. He said, I'm not talking to nobody for a month. I'm taking a 30 day cleanse of verbal fast and no alcohol, no adult films, no intercourse. In God we praise. Um, amen. But my Twitter still lit. Yeah, he's still going on Twitter. Um, I feel like that kind of just counteracts everything. Still being on Twitter, tweeting his insane thoughts or whatever, but good for him. I think this will be good for him. And why only 30 days? You know, I think it should be more, but it'll be a peaceful month. And then when Christmas comes around, he's going to fuck shit up again. Something else going on with Kanye is that two black radio hosts in Arizona roadblocked Kanye West from selling t-shirts that said white lives matter because they trademarked the phrase just so Kanye can't have it. Their names are Ramses and Quentin and they're iconic. And they said, once it was clear that someone stood to gain significant profit from it, because as you've seen, even though Kanye West says some really hurtful, divisive and sometimes crazy things, he has built a zealot following. And every time he releases something, it sells out. So they bought the trademark and basically just said they wanted to do so so that phrasing doesn't end up in the wrong hands and people are walking around wearing it everywhere and i think that's really smart they kind of could potentially buy it out from under them for a billion dollars or whatever the price was but with his budget these days i don't think he'll be doing that so they really put a stop to that before i filmed this podcast i just drove to the gas station to get some powerball tickets for the lottery i don't know if you guys saw it's 1.9 billion dollars right now so I hope I win. Imagine me being a billionaire and Kanye West isn't. <laughs> That's the world I want to live in. The first thing I do is let Kanye know that I'm a billionaire and he isn't. Some way, shape, or form. I would pay Con- uh, Elon to send a tweet to Kanye. That'd be iconic. So if I, 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 I truly wouldn't tell anyone if I won the Powerball because people get killed for winning the lottery. But if I start acting like I have a billion dollars, you guys know. All right. I'd still do this podcast though. Honestly, I'm, I'd get so fucking bored and this just truly makes me happy. I would just do it in a much more relaxed way on a private island somewhere. And I want that for me. They're having a problem like pulling the numbers right now. It seems kind of suspicious. They're, they're delaying it when they're going to pull the numbers. So if you guys win, maybe sauce me some money, but yeah, I'm very excited for that. Um, last thing I want to talk about in this fun little section is that share The powerful and great Cher. (laughs) Cher is 76. Looking better than ever, though. She really does still have it, in my opinion. She's now dating a man who's 36. So they're 40 years apart. And people have, as you can expect, a lot to say about that. He's a music executive. He's really cute. He's dark-skinned. He has bleached blonde hair. He has a really cute face. And he was last linked to dating Amber Rose his name is alexander dating amber rose is like a rite of passage for men to then date someone very famous if you think about it like kanye did amber rose then kim kardashian like she's just a rite of passage but their relationship ended in august 2021 after three years together after amber rose accused alexander of cheating on her with 12 different people so that's not good. And his response was, yes, he got caught stepping out on her. But at the end the, at the end of the day, I don't think anyone can be happy or successful if you're not truly yourself. Whether other people understand it or blame you. It's just who I am. And it's not how Rose wants to be loved. That's like the ultimate gaslighting thing to say. Cheating on people is just who I am. Hooking up with women is just who I am. Red flag. Cher seems to not give a fuck, though. She's kind of getting the Madonna treatment. People are like, why are you this older woman trying to be young, chasing youth, blah, blah, blah. It's embarrassing. But she just said, haters are going to hate. doesn't matter that we're happy and not bothering anyone. Love doesn't know math. It sees. And then she just put a heart emoji. I love that. And I feel like share. this is like very empowering for women everywhere to not give a fuck about being labeled as a cougar. Or embarrassing if you're older. That's just ages, if you ask me. And Cher is timeless. At the end of the world, what is going to be left? Cockroaches and Cher. Cher will always be here, along with cockroaches. So she's not going anywhere. Any fucking where. So let her have her boy toys. Cher, I think, just sees men as, honestly, just objects. Cher thinks men are wonderful people to have around, to pleasure her, to have a good time with. But at the end of the day... Cher is a rich man, and she doesn't need a man to really do anything in her life except excite her, give her something to have fun with. And if she wants a younger man to do that, a 70-year-old man isn't going to give Cher what she wants, and Cher doesn't live like a normal 70-year-old. Cher's on tour. Cher's being famous. They're not going to be able to keep up with her. So in this case, just because they are so mature and into their 30s at least and it's not like she knew him back when he was 17 or anything i think it's okay i think the shared experience of him being a music exec them having both that youthful energy go for it share i love it It's M to the B, M to the B, M, 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 M to the B, M to the B, M to the B, bong. That was my intro to this segment. If you guys don't know who Bella Porch is, really no one in the world even knew who she was until today because she keeps secrets. This is a celebrity. Her name is Bella Porch. She is the third most followed TikToker on the platform, 92 million followers. You know, I'm almost there. I'm about to hit 3 million, Bella. We're about to have some beef, you know? She has the most liked TikTok on the platform. And it's literally just a video of her looking like a sexy baby, close up, looking like a brainless, sexy doll, lip syncing to the song M to the B. It has 59 million likes. Holy shit. The fact that she probably spent a minute on that TikTok and just looked cute, and then hit post, and it did... That is insane. She's probably made over a million dollars from that minute of work. I mean, and it launched her career so much, she's made millions and millions of dollars, but that's what she's known for, just being a really cute TikToker, and she's very mysterious. Bella Porch, we kind of just see her as this little cute girly. She appeals to you know the male gaze and she's sweet she seems really innocent but there's so much more to her than we think first of all as the layers of Bella Porch were unfolding we found out she was in the navy and she's about she's somewhere in her 20s another crazy thing about her is that we don't know her age We don't know her age because she won't verify it. She could be in her 20s. She could be in her early 30s. But she looks like she's 18. Maybe a little bit less, but that's creepy. So when people found out that she was in the Navy before going off on TikTok, it just astounded everyone. And then she was discharged for mental health issues. And that's why she's no longer in the Navy. I hate the word discharge. Ew. I hate saying that. Anyway, something else, another crazy layer behind her came out this week and that is that no one knew she was married and we're only finding out she was married now because public divorce filing documents have come out saying that Bella Porch is divorcing her secret husband of four years, Tyler Porch. Miss Bill the bitch, you don't get to pick and choose. She... Cited irreconcilable differences As the reason for their divorce In these papers But no one even knew she was divorced They were thinking she was a single influencer hottie That anyone can be with But no then we found out she's in the navy Then we found out this Then we found out she's married then divorced That would be me with my family Like they would only find out I was married when I got divorced <laughs> Just kidding I'm not that secretive But like that's just something that I would pull The government really blows up everyone's spot When their documents become public Ugh narcs so annoying someone tweeted bella porch being the third most followed tiktok account having the most liked tiktok of all time and being the same being on the same music charts as beyonce and taylor swift while still finding a way to keep a husband a secret is actually some sort of talent i just can't explain it what's interesting is that there are no photos or videos of the couple on bella's tiktoks or instagram twitter anywhere and she doesn't seem to be wearing a ring in any of these pictures so the stealth she is stealthier than a black cat. It's insane. She said, my private life is my private life. Her friends really deserve awards for keeping that secret. Like Bretman Rock, he has a loud mouth, but he really kept that secret for her. Damn, there's just so many layers to her. TikToker, Navy, singer, discharged for mental health, don't even know her age, and now married and divorced. Imagine they didn't have a prenup because she wasn't famous yet. Oof, that'd be bad. I totally get wanting to keep a lot of your life to yourself, And I respect her for it. And I think it's cool because sometimes when the public finds out and they get their hands on information about you, their opinions and tweets can just really taint a good thing and a really personal thing for you, especially like a relationship. And we don't have to know what she wants to keep secret is that's her prerogative. That's her right. She isn't a bad person for that. And it's actually exciting. It's like, what is she going to do next? You know, it makes me want to follow her. It's actually a smart like branding path to go down just keep secrets about yourself until they come out and just shock people when each new layer it's like she's dropping a new album no she's dropping a new life secret very interesting very fun i think so what can we learn from this about her keeping all these secrets and then shocking the world i think we can learn that you're allowed to keep secrets from people and it's not even keeping secrets that's not even what i would say You know why my head is so big? Because it's full of secrets. Because not everyone needs to know everything. Some people just don't deserve the right to have the knowledge about what's going on in your life. Especially if they're a negative person who you don't know what they would do with that information. Maybe they could ruin it for you. They could try to taint it. They could talk shit about it. People just aren't entitled to information about you. And you don't have to tell them just because you're close in proximity or their family or your friends. I mean, this may not... If you're young, this may not include your parents, like you should tell them things if you're, you know, a kitty out there, but for the most part, you don't have to tell everyone everything. If it doesn't affect them, they don't have to know. Your life doesn't have to be an open book or an open diary for everyone just so they feel like they're a part. It's not really keeping secrets, it's just keeping your peace. There's two rules to life, as they say. Rule number one don't tell them everything. Okay, so we are moving on. And the last little thing I want to talk about just to wrap this episode up is that Selena, Miss Selena Gomez, her documentary came out this week and people are enjoying it. It's doing really good, it's successful, it's a hit. But there's one thing in the documentary that is rubbing people the wrong way about Selena Gomez's friendship with the woman who donated her a kidney and saved her life, Francia. Selena Gomez is always thinking about her and her girls, but apparently, she may be a toxic friend in these friendship relationships. So back in 2017, the actor Francia Rosia, Francia Rasa, I don't know, her name is Francia. She donated her kidney to Selena Gomez, who was her close friend for 10 years, and they were like sisters. So that's a pretty big thing for people, you know. It's something so special to share between two people, saving someone's life it seems like something you would never forget and never get tired of thanking them and respecting them and just showing gratitude for literally like living on their time. Almost you're living on borrowed time as if someone literally you're borrowing a kidney. So people are mad because Selena didn't mention her in her 95 minute documentary at all. Selena did not mention Francia once, even though the documentary was all about her mental and physical illnesses A lot of it that was induced by lupus. And then the woman who saved her from her lupus, Francia, didn't even get a a second? Didn't even get a mention? Anything in the documentary? People thought it was really messed up of Selena to do something like that. And in the past, Selena would thank her a lot. Selena said in her 2017 Woman of the Year acceptance speech, there aren't words to describe how I can possibly thank my beautiful friend Francia. She gave me the ultimate gift and sacrifice by donating her kidney to me. And I'm incredibly blessed. I love you so much. sis. Selena even said that Francia should have won woman of the year over her and wanted to give her this big spotlight and just seems like she was forever indebted to her and wanted to make that known. And Francia even talked about how hard the process was of giving someone a kidney and going through surgery and having a scar on your body for the rest of your life. Like Francia said, It's harder as a donor because we are losing something our body didn't need to lose. So trying to recover from that and she's gaining something that her body needed. So she's up immediately. And I had a really hard time. I couldn't get up without having someone help me. It was very humbling. I couldn't take a shower by myself. I had to have someone help me because I just couldn't move. It was a really big surgery. She felt bad about even having me because we're friends. I'm not her family or anything. Well, I guess I am now. She has my blood. It seems very sweet. It seems like, I mean, if I donate a kidney to someone and I have to go through all that and I have a scar in my body, a big-ass scar for the rest of my life, I'm going to need some sort of compensation. I'm just being honest. Unless it's like my little mom. If it's my friend, I, I, I don't know, girl. Especially if you're Selena Gomez, you have all that money. Uh, I would be really pissed if Selena did what she did to me. Just being honest. Selena doesn't look good here, in my opinion. So in her documentary, Selena really had an opportunity to mention her and give her some props because she was talking about her friends and how she didn't feel like she fit in when she was growing up, except for a few people. She said, I never fit in with a cool group of girls that were celebrities. My only friend in the industry really is Taylor Swift. She's had her only friend in the famous celebrity industry was Taylor Swift, even though Francia is an actress. She's also pretty well known she's been in some pretty big things and she didn't mention her in that it seems like she was just going out of her way at any cost to pay this bitch dust so francia commented on e-news who posted selena talking about taylor swift being her only friend and she said quote interesting and just unfollowed selena oh oh girl oh my god That is so T. Imagine your kidney donor unfollowing you. Damn, I'd be scared I was going to get a text that said or like a cease and desist that tells me she wants her kidney back. Oh, my God, the T. Selena saw that and maybe to try to do some damage control. Selena commented on someone's video talking about the situation and she said, sorry, I didn't mention every person I know. That was her response to not talking about Francia and her getting mad at her. Sorry, I didn't mention every person I know. Sorry, I just mentioned one, my one really famous friend, Taylor Swift. What do you mean? Every person I know as if Francia is just a person to you as if she's not the reason you're alive today. Like the person who gave you your kidney is just some random acquaintance. In my opinion, that kind type of response that indifferent response is just unacceptable if someone did that for me i don't care what terms were on what happened it would be like family even if you know even when you fight with your family you still love them and you speak good of them publicly you don't ignore them like that i would always do that i would always speak good of her i'm not saying selena owes you know francia this lifelong like worship or anything like that because i think that could be like manipulative to towards selena or whatever But I don't think Francia was doing that. I think she really just wanted some recognition for going through that really tough time to help Selena. And I don't think that was too much to ask for. And I think Francia's response of interesting was really justified. To me, it's just really the response that made Selena look really, really bad. Especially because this documentary was all about being kind and philanthropy and being a good person and seeing that other people aren't good people. And then she does this, doesn't even mention her like we wouldn't notice. And she looks like a bad person, honestly. It's very unaware of Selena to do this. She could have just put in a 30-second segment thanking her. 30 seconds. She could have just mentioned her. She talked about obviously getting a new kidney. She could have just said, from Francia. That's all she had to do. And she didn't even do that. Very interesting. People on Twitter weren't happy with her. The tweets were saying, if it was me, I'd ask for my kidney back. 60,000 likes. To be honest, it was so obvious Selena didn't view Francia the same way francia saw her my thing is there's something really dark about gassing someone up and calling them your best friend and sister just to snatch their kidney and then no one hears from this friendship ever again that had ten thousand likes if taylor was such a great friend why didn't she give you a kidney someone said sorry i didn't mention every person i know bitch she gave you a kidney and you can't even say her name it's always been fuck selena that non-talented whispering ass i mean i don't condone that or agree with that that's just what someone has said Someone else said Selena saying her only real friend is Taylor Swift at for Francia literally gave her a kidney is just and then they put a sad face. I was rooting for Selena but she's coming off here like a real snot. I was giving her the benefit of the doubt but this comment is just not a good look for her. Lastly, someone said it's just such a shocking thing to say. I would have thought it was fake. Yeah, I agree. It really just comes down to Selena's response. To me, it just seems so let's like, just nasty and indifferent. And there just had to be a better way to say that. Sorry I didn't mention everyone I know. What a it's almost like Selena like wanted to be a little bit mean to Francia. And there just could have been a better way. She could have clarified that she meant the music industry and maybe that Francia is an actor and she doesn't really consider Francia like an industry friend more as like a sister. She could have said that. She could've made herself look a lot better, but she made herself look worse and guilty. There's even been this is besides the point, but in the past there's been some drama between them and the kidney. This is just alleged rumors, but that Selena was like abusing alcohol or Xanax after the fact that she got the kidney and that was causing like her kidney damage because those things cause kidney damage. So Francia like unfollowed her and they weren't friends anymore because why are you damaging the kidney I gave you? That's rumors. That's alleged. One time Selena did post a TikTok of her where she was joking about drinking a lot of alcoholic binge drinking and someone commented, why is this funny? And she said it was just a fucking joke. Very interesting. I don't know. There's not always fire where there is smoke. But I don't know. It's just very interesting. But anyway, something that I think we can learn from this is just showing people respect and just common human decency like I think Selena missed the mark to do. You don't have to love someone or even like someone. But if they've done a great thing for you and made such an impact on your life that is so irreplaceable and priceless, such as saving her life, you can at least give them a little respect, giving people props where they deserve them. Even if you don't like them, it's just a good life practice. It's not going to hurt you to revere someone. You can hold someone at a distance and maybe not agree with everything they've done and not be the best of friends, but still show them love and respect from afar. And you can end a friendship and still pay them respect from the other side and remember what once was in a good way. Because they literally used to be sisters. And if Francia is going to go to her 30th birthday party just a few months ago, they're clearly not on the worst terms. So it seems like Selena just, for no reason didn't respect Francia for the major ultimate sacrifice that she gave Selena. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening to pop culture university this week. I love and appreciate everyone who listens to this. You guys are literally my friend group at this point, especially now with this daylight saving time shit. I know I'm just not going to leave my house. So y'all are my close friends. Y'all are my Twitter circle. Um, The mental health this week for me has not been mental health thing. I'm going to be honest. It's been a tough week, but you know, I'm going to get through it. I'm going to use my healthy coping mechanisms (laughs) to get through this week. It's just like situational stuff. It will pass. I will say positive affirmations to myself. Brainwash myself into realizing that I'm truly fine and it is just a bad moment not a bad life it's a good life and i'm gonna choose to be happy every motherfucking day regardless of what's going on at the end of the day i'm gonna be happy and that's all i know so i recommend y'all do the same um i love the little like mental health chats we have in the dms with my besties who i chat with I truly appreciate it. Some of us get deep in there and I love when I get to know you guys. It makes me so happy. Truly, the podcast is like the most fulfilling thing to me and just making these connections and these friendships mean the most. It really helps me get through some shit. I would love to help you guys get through some shit and just have people to lean on, you know, human to human, just be a good support group for each other. And I feel like that's what we're building here. Sometimes I'm not the most positive person in the world. You know, no one's completely innocent or the best people, but I try to be positive. At the end of the day, I try to rope it into... Something positive in every situation and the negativity will not win. Okay, the light comes always, like Arne Grande said. So, again, I would love to DM you to make sure I see it. If you have a story, because there's like a whole people mentioned you in your story section, I will see it immediately. So, screenshot yourself listening to this podcast, post on your Instagram story and tag me. Rate it five star spotify apple podcast you're already hearing me as well do so you leave a cute little review and until next time until friday stay safe work hard so you can play hard go hard for you not for anyone else go hard for you make yourself proud this week and i will see y'all on friday okay bye